Thank you guys for joining us today. I have Sarah on. Uh, she is the owner of Alexander Jane, and we're going to get to know her a little bit more and um, how she got started and also like what is making her so successful right now. Um, so we're just going to jump right in. Um, thank you so much, Sarah, for joining us today. Yes, thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, so my name is Sarah. I um, started my business four and a half years ago now, which is crazy to think about. Um, and I started with a direct sales company and I found a lot of success early on and it was a lot of fun. And I always did it as something that was just supplemental to my income and nothing that like I took too seriously. And then about three years ago, I decided that it was like going pretty well and I wanted to try it a little bit more full time. So I had the opportunity to jump into my business more full time. And that's when things really started taking off and it became such a love, like passion project. And I'm so blessed because I love what I do every single day. Um, we've been really, really lucky and have had a really growing, booming business for the past I mean, ever since I started, but really the past 15 months, it feels like we're just took off so much more than I ever imagined. And now I have a team and a big warehouse and we are on social platforms every single day. And it's really become this like really big business that I never thought or pictured myself running. Um, and it's been really, really a fun experience and also challenging for sure. At times being a business owner is definitely a good time, but it doesn't come without challenges. So um, it's been amazing to sort of decide or learn who I want to be through my business and um, sort of mature as a young adult with learning how to run a business and how I want to treat my employees and how I interact with customers. Um, it's been a really amazing platform to have to be able to find myself with it. Um, and then also I have like just the most amazing customers that cheer me along the entire way, which obviously helps. It's incredible to have just such amazing customers. Awesome. And um, for everybody that doesn't know who Sarah is, um, we went to uh, the same college together um, in the same major, and we're from the same area in central New York. <laughs> like small central New York, not like, oh, everyone's from that area, like really small central New York. But I didn't know Corey in high school much. And um, actually, I didn't know you at all in high school. And then in college, very few interactions, I feel like with us. And it was just so exciting when I saw like we had started thinking about okay, the business is growing to the point where like, maybe we should hire an ad agency or maybe we should be doing marketing like more professionally and not just like me pretending I know what I do, you know? Like, so when I saw you post that you were starting your own business, I was so excited to be able to just reach out and be like, this is awesome. Like being your own boss is so empowering. And I, I knew you from college and I knew that you had a great heart and that you would lead a great team. And it was amazing from the start working with you, but then it was, it just, got better and better and seeing your growth with the business and being able to refer you to other business owners that I'm connected with has been really amazing and incredible to see people from like small little Utica, New York area, be able to grow their own businesses. And like, we're, we're young, we're doing our thing. And it's like so amazing to see. So yeah, thank you for so much support too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh Back in college, we were both in hospitality. Mm -hmm. Did you ever imagine yourself being where you are today after you graduated? No, no. I actually sometimes laugh because I see 
people that we went to school with, or I see old professors like on Facebook and stuff. And I sometimes chuckle to myself because I think people must think that like I'm slinging clothes out of my basement or something. And that like, (laughs) I'm not running a legit business. Right. Like, and I've sort of come to realize that like, I, that's on them. And like, I need to own what I'm doing and that I am running a legit business, but it's so funny. Cause I, I think about all of the things that I did in college to like put myself ahead in the corporate world or in the leadership world. And I'm so grateful for everything that I learned leadership wise, because I obviously am using it with my team and my staff, but in way different ways that I ever imagined. I thought for sure I was going to graduate college and get into hotel and event management, like right off of the bat and love what I do. And then I realized that like, that would require to work nights and weekends. And I was like, (laughs) no, that's like, it's not really what I want to get into. And then, so ultimately I ended up in a job with a social media. Um, I was doing social media for a company. And then I ended up starting my own business because I was like, I'm okay at this like Facebook thing. Let me see like how I can run my own business online. And it blew up from there. But it's so funny because I think that people from college or high school, or some of my friends and family, they just don't understand what I do. And they think that I'm just like, willy nilly over here, like slinging some clothes, not really making any money, you know, and it's been incredible, because when I sort of say I have a business, people are like, Oh, like, that's cute. You know, what are you what are you doing? Like, well, we have like, we've grown, you know, 150% growth over the last year, which is unheard of in the business world. Most corporations aim for like a three to 5% growth. Um, And we've just sort of exploded. And we ship out hundreds of packages every single day. It's crazy. I was just actually giving a warehouse tour to um, the mother of one of my longtime customers. She's been shopping with me for four years and her mom was in town and she said would it be possible for my mom to stop by the warehouse he said absolutely I'd love to have her in so she came and I showed her around and in in our back room where I go live and I do most of our production um, I have our original clothing racks from my original boutique that started in my house and it is like this much of everything in the warehouse. And so I said that to her, I said, you know, you might recognize these racks when I was back at my house and I had my racks lined on my walls. I said, that was my original boutique. That was all of it. And her mouth dropped. And she said, oh my God, you have built such an amazing business. I'm going to like get emotional about it because in the day-to-day hustle of things, you sort of forget to look back at where you came from and, and what dreams and aspirations you had and, and how you got to where you are. Because I feel like as business owners, we're just always looking for the next thing. Okay. I hit that goal check mark done. Let's move on to the next thing. That's definitely how I operate and how my mind works. And to sort of take a second and look back and remember talking to you about my original goals that we crushed in the first like two months. Now I'm like sort of laughing at that. I thought that that was like the end all be all like that would be the best thing in the world if that if that happened to me and now we're like way surpassed that so it was really humbling to be able to show her the warehouse and her be so amazed that the small racks in my back room that are only taking up like one inth of the entire warehouse inventory is that was where I started and that was my original inventory and if those were full I was like panicking I was like this is a lot of inventory you know this is a lot of responsibility and now we have we have over 10,000 pieces in stock so it's pretty um mind-blowing to sort of look and reflect on the growth overall and where the business has come and 
and sort of reflect on like what I went to school for, what other people from our um, college are doing and how it's just, it's so different and we've all taken different paths and it's amazing. It's really fun to see how everyone sort of applied what they learned differently in their lives. So, so can you give us like a timeline of when you first started and then to now, like what your growth has been and yeah. like from moving to your house to a warehouse and you probably got a bigger warehouse. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We, um, I started when I was, um, 21, I signed up and I started like getting my Facebook group ready and hyping my online. And when I was 21, I thought this would just be so cool if I can invest $5,000, double my money and get out. That was like my ultimate goal. I was like at 21, if I could have 10 grand in the bank, like I would have made it like that would be amazing. Right. And it sort of makes me laugh that that was like my original goal. And it seemed like such a lofty, huge goal at the time. Um, so that was in March of 2017 and sent about September of 2017, um, my uh, business was going good. I was rocking and rolling. I was doing it part-time. I realized I was sort of good at it. I was also working full-time at the time. And um, my husband got a job offer that was going to move us to a different state. And I sort of said to myself, I think that I want to do this full-time. I want to see if I can make it work full-time. And if I can, if I can hit those numbers to be able to take home a full-time salary, I'm not going to get a job when we move. And so I decided that I was going to do that. And the minute I decided what I wanted to sell to replace my full-time income, um, the very next month, I sold double that number. And it was so empowering to be able to control what I wanted to make, what my goals were going to be, because I had never taken the business seriously in that sense before. Um, so it was really, really cool to be able to see that I could make a decision, I could go after it, I could work hard, and I could make it happen. Um, so then we moved and I put more time and energy into my business. And then I was operating out of a guest bedroom in a very small two bedroom apartment in California, very expensive wow. rent, <laughs> very, very small. I think the guest bedroom was maybe, and I still had a bed in there because we still had to have the bed for if we ever had company. So we had like two or three racks in the guest bedroom. And then I took up the closet space and I had a little desk in there. Um, and that was a really, really small operation, but it worked. And I was so thrilled to be able to do that full time. Um, the week we moved in, when we, to the different state, we moved to California, the week we moved in, we found out that the company we were moving to California for was going to have us move to Arizona. So we were in California for like six months and I didn't take anything too seriously at the time because we were getting married later that year in March or April of 2018. So about a year after I started the business, um, we got married, my husband and I, and what I found was that if I wanted something for the wedding, I could work hard and then have the money to pay for it. And so then that became my motivating factor was like, I don't have to say no to a videographer, or I don't have to say no to an extra round of champagne at the end of the night or whatever it was. And so that became my motivating factor. And then when we found out we were moving and all of the wedding things were already paid for, my motivating factor became, well, I want to save enough money to pay for our house. I want to have a, a really hefty down payment to be able to afford a home so that I can have even more bigger space to run our business out of. And that's what I did. I decided that I wanted to save enough money to have a big down payment to afford a really nice house. And that's exactly what we did. And we moved here about three years ago now. And the business was then running out of my 
really, really, really big house, which is where those racks were that I was just saying, you know, I was thinking that room was so big and it was so amazing to have a room just dedicated to just having my, my very own boutique in, in my house, not a guest bedroom with a boutique. It was just the boutique. And it was amazing. We started having like volumes to the point where USPS was saying that we couldn't have our packages picked up by the regular mailman because they wouldn't fit in his truck. <laughs> and that was out of my house, you know, and then I got to the point where I needed to hire an assistant and then another assistant and at the point we had two or three people working for me very part-time um but it became just a little bit too much to run out of my house because it was a lot to have people in my home and running the business out of it so then I decided to look at some rental space I went on Airbnb I found this really cute little loft and the loft in total was 600 square feet and it had a bed in it and it had like a little dresser and a TV, um, a, a bathroom and just a single kitchen with a mini fridge and like a burner plate. And I was like, perfect, this can be my employee's break room. This can be my office. This can be the, the inventory. And it was all one big open space, about 600 square feet. And we were there for a little over a year. And last March when COVID hit, and I feel so guilty saying this, but my business actually boomed my, it was a terrifying time in history. And I know so many people suffered and people lost jobs. And it was terrifying for me in the beginning, because I thought to myself, there's no way in heck that people are going to be buying clothes online during a pandemic. Mm -hmm. Well, boy, was I wrong. <laughs> Overnight, <laughs> we pretty much tripled our business and it became to the point where people we couldn't, we couldn't have enough boxes and we couldn't have enough people working in the small 600 square foot space that we were working out of because we needed three or four people shipping, or we needed that many people um, taking in inventory and receiving it. And it became like such a big operation that we started looking at warehouse space. And that was about a year ago. So we were in the, um, the loft space for about a year. And now we've been in the warehouse for just about a year. Um, next month will be a year that we've moved into the warehouse. And we went from 600 square feet, um, about the size of probably my production room now. Um, that was the entire space of the loft. Now we're in a 5,000 square foot warehouse and I've got a team of 12 that um, 12 women that work for me. And it has been absolutely crazy the last year to 15 months. It feels like it has been a blink, but it's also been so amazing and just such a unique time in history. And we've been able to connect with people socially uh, in ways that we've never been able to before. And I don't want to say that the pandemic was a great thing for me, but, but it almost did. It allowed that connection and, and Zooms and lives and the online shopping. It, it allowed that in a way that it wouldn't have before. So um, we are very, very blessed and very lucky to have a, a unique business model that allowed for, for the growth during that time. Uh, it's yeah. it's mind-blowing. <laughs> I thought when we moved into the warehouse, I was like, there's no way we'll fill up the warehouse. Like, I mean, maybe two years down the line. <sighs> Corey, we're almost full here. <laughs> we are, we're running on like, we could fit a couple more racks and then we're going to be full. Um, my inventory went from like maybe a thousand pieces to over 12,000 pieces. So um, oh. it's amazing. We're shipping hundreds of packages every single day. We have UPS, USPS and FedEx every single day, dropping off and picking up. Um, it has become just way bigger than just me. And I've been trying to use the business as a footprint 
um, to make a bigger footprint in our community, to use what I have made and what my customers support me with to employ women um, and just provide good jobs for the community or, you know, college students that are also trying to work part-time or you know, working moms who have really limited availability, but also want to get out of the house and, and try and work. And um, my team has been so amazing in supporting me. And I think that that's also something that I've been trying to give back to them is trying to hire people that um, are going to be very excited for me and my business, but also know that it's, it's here for them too. And, and why I want to grow this business is not for me at this point. It's so that I can hire and employ more people um, and be a good leader and be a good boss for them. So, so let's talk about, because you mentioned community, let's talk about your community. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you have a lot of, a lot of great women who shop with you yes. and they've, a lot of them have probably been there since the start. Mm-hmm. Um, how hard was it to get a strong community? You know, I think that it, it wasn't that hard. And there's people that are going to watch and be like, girl, you are out of your mind. I think just being authentically true to who I am and, and my beliefs and, and how I feel and being real and raw has given me more, um, strength in the community than anything, because there's times when I think I shouldn't share that with them. You know, they, they don't need to know that aspect of my business or my life. And then I, I break down and I decide to share it with them. And I end up having more support than I could have ever imagined. Um, it's been an incredible community to see people become friends that I've never met and they've never met, but because of my platform and interacting on, on our channels, they are now friends on Facebook and they know about each other's families and when their wedding is and about their grandbabies. And it's just so incredible to know that I have friends across the United States that I've never met, but if I was ever traveling, I know that I'd be welcomed with open arms. Um, actually planning a little girl's getaway and we're going to try and get as many people that want to go, um, together. That way we can all finally meet in person because it's been four years, four and a half years of interacting with these people and these women on a day-to-day basis. And it's funny because I actually just met one of my customers this past weekend for the first time. And she's been a customer for maybe six, six to eight months. And her fiance says, you're the girl that lives in her phone, right? And her fiance <laughs> knew me. <laughs> it just felt like so natural to give them a hug and say hi and, and to meet them. It was so incredible. So it's really funny because not only do I know my customers and my community, um, my team knows them, but I also know their families and their grandkids or their kids or their husband or fiance, um, their pets. You know, everyone always asks about my my baby, my dog, <laughs> Kaya. Everyone's always, how's Kaya today? What's, what's up with her today? Today, you know, so um, I think the biggest tip that I would have for anyone trying to build a community is to just be really authentic um, and really raw. Like, don't don't hide your emotions or don't hide your feelings, and don't be afraid to stand in what you know to be true for yourself. If you can stand by your beliefs and your actions and you are confident in them, stand in them as tall and as proud as you can. And I think that your community will follow. And it's okay if you're not everyone's cup of tea. That's been something that I've really had to learn how to swallow is just, I'm not going to be for everyone, but that's totally okay. Because for the people that I am for and the people that do like me, they not only like me, they love me and they make me feel so good. Like if I have a bad day, I know if I go live, my community, is going to be so uplifting and so encouraging and so loving on me that it makes it so much better. 
Yeah, and uh, a funny story, when, uh, <clears throat> when we reconnected last year, um, when I first started talking to you, um, we had like a meeting and you said, um, I go live every day, so I'm kind of like a celebrity. And I was, I was like, oh, okay. And then I started watching some of your lives and I was like, yeah, these women love Sarah. Like, so like, she's not kidding. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> they make me feel like literally like I'm my own little celebrity or like I have this like influencer based marketing, but within my own business. And I don't consider myself an influencer at all, but they literally want to know what hair product I use and what makeup I use and what I, you know, obviously what I wear because that's what I sell, but they, they want to know a lot about me and at first I was like, that's crazy. That's like so odd. <laughs> and then it just became so natural to share it. And it's been, it's been really fun to be able to talk about your life and have people so interested in it. Um, I think that everyone, it's just natural human desire or want or need to feel like they're appreciated or needed or wanted, or, um, you know, that's natural human desire. And, my community does that times 1000 for not only me, but other women in the group. If you join our Facebook group, you'll see women post a picture in their outfit for the day. And then you'll see tons of comments and interactions saying how amazing they look or how beautiful they look. Or um, Deborah's posting her um, wedding centerpieces because she told us on the live last night, she finished her centerpieces. I said, Deborah, I want to see your centerpiece, you know, and you'll get so much support um, or opinions or um, questions and answers from people from all over the country and what's so amazing about that is it's become almost like my little google like directory like I can post in there if I've got a question I've got nurses in my group I've got teachers in my group I've got uh, all different walks of life different professions different backgrounds different histories um people who are so knowledgeable and so willing to share anything with us in that group so it has been just such a good resource for me to use because I'll be like, you guys, my dog has this happening with her. What's going on? And I'll have people that were vet techs or vets or, you know, people that know about that or their dog had gone through it and they're telling me their experience with it. So it's become so much more than just clothing. It's really become just like a, a group of friends, a big, huge lifestyle, um, big platform to share about yourself and what you're like passionate about and what you care about and for other people to love on you. And that's pretty incredible. Yeah, for sure. And um, all these Facebook groups, they're, they're so powerful. Do you think that it's a really good place to, to sell? Or do you think that uh, a lot more of the women want to buy somewhere else? I think that Facebook is definitely a great platform. I think Facebook Live especially because it allows that real-time, really raw interaction. It allows somebody to ask about the fabric or the fit or the feel or the taste or whatever you can be selling or doing or experiencing. It allows that immediate interaction and the back and forth, the question and the answer right away. Um, versus some things like Instagram stories, I think are an incredible way to also reach different people who maybe young moms are way too busy to sit there for an hour or an hour and a half and watch a live sale. Or anyone, you know, if, if you have a lifestyle where you're too busy and you can't sit down and watch a live sale, I think that there's great ways to use Facebook stories and Instagram stories and different um, group features, the group features that get updated every day, like blow my mind. Like now we have a question and answers thing in the group, which is like so fun. I've done it and been like, ask me anything. And if I don't want to answer it, I won't. I'll just say, sorry, I don't want to answer that. Um, it's just such a, an amazing way for customers 
customers to be able to learn about you and interact with you because that's all that we all really want, right? Like Mm -hmm. we don't want the cold transaction. Um, I think that the brand story and the people behind the business are why consumers are making purchases now. Of course, there's different driving factors in your decision. Like if you really need something overnight or next day, like maybe Amazon's going to be a better choice than me. But if you're really looking for something that is going to be authentic and real and tell you true opinions and give you um, that interaction and that feedback and have an impact on communities and women, then I think that Facebook is a really great way to start and build and maintain a business. Um, I've been doing it for four and a half years. So I, I don't think that it's going anywhere. I don't think that it's going to stop. I don't think that it's going to go away. I think that we'll see different features that help us more and more. Um, Facebook is pro small businesses. I laugh sort of when people say that Facebook isn't small business friendly or that they're trying to hurt their reach or whatever it may be. It's it's definitely um, a platform that I think is small business friendly. If you're watching this video and you are and you're seeing us, interact with us because there's nothing more draining as as content producers. That's what Corey and I do. We produce content. We produce something that you're consuming. You're watching us, or you're seeing a post, or you're seeing a photo. Interact with it. Make social media social again because that's where it gets really fun. Is when we can see the names that are liking or commenting or interacting with us on our posts or on our lives or on our videos, on anything, make social media social and you'll enjoy it more instead of just constantly scrolling and not even paying attention to what you're looking at. Really interact with what you're seeing and what you like, and you're going to see more of that. So if you really like listening to my voice, (laughs) then interact with it. And you'll probably see me again, pop up on your feed. Facebook works in that way. And Facebook doesn't know what to show you if you aren't interacting with the content that you like. So if you don't like the content you see on your newsfeed, then interact with stuff that you do like. And then Facebook will just very conveniently place it in front of you. <laughs> like it's actually yeah. sort of scary how <laughs> conveniently it will place things that um, it thinks you're going to like in your newsfeed. And yeah, so I, I know a lot of business owners that don't reply to comments or like comments, but Sarah mm-hmm. will mm-hmm. comment back to, or she'll yeah. reply to every comment. So. I try. Yeah. yeah. I think it's so important to reply to almost everyone. I mean, you don't want to like sound like bot or spammy or like, you know, like the same, like nice, nice, nice. No, that's not an interactive comment, you know, but um, really responding to customers. That's why you want to put content out, right? Because you want people to interact with your photo or your video or your live sale. Or if you post a status that says, I like pizza, you want them to like it too, right? Or you want them to mad face it and say, I don't like pizza. I hate pizza. I don't know who hates pizza. <laughs> um, you want the interaction. So responding in their very respectful, obvious, uh, obviously like respectful, um, agree to disagree type of ways, I think is going to spark conversations more and really make social media social again, because I think as consumers, we get the, the like broken thumb, like scroll tiredness, right? Like I've done it before. I've been guilty of watching, um, different Facebook things or Instagram where I'm just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And I'm like, I have been scrolling for 35 minutes and I have not interacted with anything. Why is that? Like, why do we think that that's okay? Um, it's draining as content producers to constantly put out 
content and then never get any sort of response from it. And we know for sure people are seeing it and we know for sure people are, are thinking about it, right? Because I've had customers say, oh, I saw that post about that. And I said, well, why didn't you like it? <laughs> why didn't you interact with it? You know, I call people out on it and they're like, oh my God, I didn't realize that. I didn't know that I should do that. And I think in the beginning of social media, we were all so eager to share our opinions mm -hmm. and so eager to post and so eager to like and share and comment and react. And it's almost become like, work or draining to do that and I think if you just do it in a fun uplifting like easy way it's it's going to make your experience on social media even that much more better oh for sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh I know that TikTok is like is still kind of new um yeah. Are you for or against TikTok? <laughs> so, you know, this is super interesting because I'm 26 and I thought for sure TikTok is for like way younger than me generation, right? Like I'm feeling very aged and I'm only 26 and I'm like, no, like TikTok has got to be a platform that's going to be for really young, like teen, preteen to like 15, 16, like, and that's it, right? Like after that, they're getting off of it. I just had um, a woman in here, an interview, and she's got grandbabies and she has more TikTok followers than we have. And I'm like, girl, I need you in here because you have got to teach me something. I have been so laser focused on building my business on Facebook that I really have ignored other platforms um, up until recently. I think that TikTok and video sharing platforms are for sure going to be here to stay. And I think we'll see Facebook adjust in certain ways um, to make Facebook wants people to stay on Facebook, right? So Facebook's going to come up with different interactive ways for us to share short clips and videos. I'm, I'm almost confident that they will um, because TikTok is taking away from the Facebook time. So if there's different ways for Facebook to create videos or um, allow us to upload them. I think that we'll see that come really soon. I think TikTok was the first, so they're always going to be there because if you're either first or you're not, right? So they were the first platform to come out with the video sharing. And I really think that the short clip video sharing, Facebook Live was the very first platform ever for a live interactive um, audience and producer, really. So Facebook had the video down way before TikTok did, but TikTok came out with the short, fun, transitional, really creative people on TikTok that mm -hmm. spend hours creating one video for you to watch and enjoy. And the really, really cool thing about TikTok, I think, is that people on TikTok want to interact with people that they're following. They love to leave the comments and the likes and the hearts and the interaction and the shares and the all of that. And we sort of lost that on Facebook. And I think that as people are reminded to interact, they're going to get back into it and they're going to interact on Facebook. But I think for sure, TikTok, Instagram Reels, I think they're coming up and I don't think that they're going to go away. I think that they'll just um, become something that is needed for a brand to have presence across all social, all social channels and have that brand recognition. Um, I'm not hundred percent sold on the idea that TikTok would generate sales for me yet. I I think that there's value in producing the content of the videos and showing the different styling and the different outfits that can be made and switched out and transitioned. Um, but I'm sort of still pro Facebook Live and, and that sort of 
I know I can hit the Facebook live button and have interaction and most likely have sales versus I can spend hours and it's painful hours because I'm not experienced in it yet trying to make a TikTok or a reel. And I'm just not sure that that's going to result in sales at this point. I think it's more of an entertainment interactive feature, which is for sure needed. I'm mm -hmm. not saying it's not needed. I think that um, it comes with the territory of being a business that is online, an e-commerce brand, producing content. It's, it's in your it's in the books. You have to do it. Um, you have to entertain. You have to provide the different value in showing customers how to change their outfits for different seasons or how to wear a white t-shirt five ways or how to, you know, being that educational informational channel, I think it's still needed, but it's almost um, just going to take your current customer base or new customers that will follow you um, and give that educational piece, but not necessarily sales yet. But I think that it could get there. With your Facebook live selling, how did you decide that you wanted to like go live every day? I don't know. It just happened. <laughs> it, just happened. It, like, it just happened. It was fun. Um, it is fun. It's a lot of fun to go live and feel like I'm hanging out with all of my friends. That is the best part about it. There's for sure days where I'm like, I don't want to get ready today, or I don't want to smile today because I want to be miserable. And, you know, and it forces you out of your mood. Um, it just sort of happened because of the nature of the business of receiving product daily um, and wanting to show it right away and getting excited about the pieces that are coming in um, and having that to showcase, it made it really, really easy to just hop on and show the product. So it sort of happened naturally. And then it became something where it's like almost guaranteed revenue for us. And it made sense to continue doing the live sales daily or, you know, I've scaled back a little bit. I think I'm down to five days a week live now, sometimes six, um, just because I felt a little bit of burnout from just producing so much. So I think it's also important that when you're producing a lot, you're also recognizing the times that when you need to take a, a little break or a mental health like moment for yourself, like I think that's also important to realize and recognize and also share with your audience because I'll for sure send out um, an app push or a Facebook post that says, you guys, there's no live tonight. I have a headache and I'm going home or I'm in a mood, not going to go live, but here's a free shipping coupon code, you know, I think it's important to tell your audience when you're feeling that way, because then they just remember that you're a real person and that you do have the same feelings that they have and that you're relatable and that they, um, that they appreciate your rawness and that you're not just some TV actor that's going to be perfect on screen every single minute and every single day, like we're going to cancel on you and it'll be okay. Cause we'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> It's so funny because Harmony and I have this like joke of a saying that says we black out when we're live. And for some reason, there's just this like live brain that like when you're live, you're just hanging out and having fun and on screen and, and doing your thing. And then you sort of like go back and remember and you're like, I don't remember doing that or I should watch the replay and see what I did there or um, sort of remembering back because when you're in the moment, you're just like, you're spitting things out and you're just, you're going by flying by the seat of your pants. It's my favorite thing to do. And it's funny. Cause when I first brought harmony on, I said, I can't train you. I don't know what they're going to say. I don't know what you're going to say. And the shows just sort of take their own course sometimes. So I can train you on how to start, how to push the live button. But from there you're on your own. Like you really got to have your own personality um, and engage with the audience in whatever way they take it. And some nights we scan 
seven products in. Some nights we do game nights and interactive nights where we barely sell anything. And then other nights we scan 250 products in because it's like a huge, like, okay, we have all of these new arrivals or we have all of this huge sale to promote. Um, so I think it's about keeping it exciting and entertaining and fun because no one wants to sit there and watch if you're not fun, you know, or if you're not, and you don't have to necessarily be fun all the time. There's been times where I've gone on lives and I've cried and I've had meltdowns and told them that, you know, I had a really rough day with customer service or whatever it may be. Seeing the real rawness, I think makes the happier times so much better because it's really, if you're just always happy and always up here, it's hard to remember that like, okay, you do have the dips and it makes the, the highs seem so much higher when you're real and raw and you have the, the lower times, but then you also have so much fun when it's really, really fun. And, and we do, we have a lot of fun. Um, I, I joke and I say that I'm ruined, like I'm 26 and I have the best job ever and I can't imagine ever doing anything else and I don't ever want to work for anyone else. So like, hopefully this lasts for a really long time because if it doesn't, I'm ruined. Like, what am I going to do? I can't have this much fun at work anywhere else. <laughs> so uh, what are your goals for the next like three years for Alexander Jane? Oh my gosh. This is like a big question. Okay, my goals for the next three years. I think about 48 hours in advance. So this is like a lot of ask, Corey. This is a lot. Um, no, I have found a lot of passion in employing and empowering women. So I want to make as big as a footprint as I can doing that. And of course, that comes with a bigger business. Um, at the same time, I don't want to be the person running it. I want to get to the point where I can hire managers. I can hire an operations manager, a general manager. Um, I already have a warehouse manager. She's amazing. Uh, I want to get to the point where I can do the sales and the fun part of the things or the fun part of the business and then not have to do the books and the um, inventory management or the um, that type of thing. So I do want to grow the business. I foresee us being able to grow probably another three to 400% over the next three to five years, um, probably two years more at this location. And then we'll probably need to expand the warehouse. Um, I really just want to take the business naturally, but at the same time, pushing myself when I know I can, I want to take it as high as I can go with it, because I know that the more sales that we have, the more shippers that I need, and the more shippers that I need, the more women I can employ, the higher the sales that I have, the more product I can buy from us small businesses, and the more I can work with amazing people like you that have your own business and, you know, use agencies and just really meet a lot of different people in all aspects. I think that one thing that people don't realize when they shop with a small business is just how impactful it is. I think there's definitely a trend about shopping small and that's amazing and I love it. But shopping small with me means that I'm helping Corey employ people. I'm employing people and I'm also choosing to buy products from U.S. small businesses. So shopping small with one small business most of the time reaches way more small businesses than just one. Um, and, and that's become something that's been a little bit more apparent to me lately and something that I just want to amplify. Like I want to be able to employ not just 10 women. I want to be able to employ 30 or 40 or 50 people and feel really good about, about what they did or um, 
about their day. I, I say it in my interviews all the time. I say it's really hard to have a hard job because you take it home with you. And I know that you shouldn't, but you do. I've taken jobs home with me and I've been stressed at home before. And I don't want that for any of my employees. And mm -hmm. I sort of joke and I say, even if we're at a point where we're a little bit behind on shipping or um, we're a little bit behind on customer service, no one in the world of my customers is going to go naked because we don't ship out their order that day. You know, and I sort of joke and I say, I'm not selling medication. I'm not selling groundbreaking, world changing life things. We have a good time and I want my staff to feel relaxed, but still keep a good pace at work. So I want to have a workplace that respects that, that if their kid has a field trip that day, they can go take that field trip with, the, with their kid and enjoy it and make those memories. And then the next day they work a little bit harder and get those packages out because no one is going to go naked if we don't ship their order out that day, you know, and we still keep really high shipping time or really low shipping days, like high shipping volumes, two to three business days, you know, we try and fulfill orders as fast as we humanly can. But I think the important thing to remember is that we're humans behind this. And this is a, a human run operation. This is not machines. And um, we touch everything that is taken in and shipped out um, and sold because I show it and I'm putting it on my body and, you know, touching it. So there's really so much um, interaction just with our products. And you can probably hear the tape being pulled right now because they're shipping boxes right now. Um, I see my business growing and, and I want to grow the business, not because I want more money or sales or revenue for myself, because I actually have mapped out that I want to hire managers that are going to cost me more money. And I'm actually going to take home less money as my business grows, because I want to just be able to step back from the business, not work 85 hour weeks. I want to be able to work 35 or 40 hour weeks and let managers get paid well and work in a good environment and, and them enjoy what they're doing here just as much as I do. Cause I, I do love my business. I love being here. I absolutely love what I've created. I know I have a lot more in me to create a bigger business, but I also know that I shouldn't keep it to myself and that I should employ other people and give them the opportunity to have a boss that understands if your kid is sick or if there's a vacation or a field trip or a vacation planned or something like that. It's not the end of the world if they take a day off. So, uh, so what's the story behind your name, Alexander Jane? So Alexander Jane comes from my middle name is Jane. It's also my late grandmother's name. Um, so that's the Jane part. And then Alexander comes from my husband's middle name. So he is Brendan Alexander. So we pulled his middle name and my middle name and we're Alexander Jane Boutique. Sweet. Sarah, if you have anything else that you want to, you want to say or you, any other tips or advice you want to say, you can feel free. Um, and then just let us know how we can follow you, uh, go to your website, download your app and all of that. Thank you guys for watching or um, interacting with this video, hopefully. Um, Corey is absolutely amazing to work with. It's been really fun to see my business grow and his business grow and sort of cheer each other on and know that we're in really different worlds as far as I'm selling clothes and he's selling a service. But it's really, really cool to see other businesses grow as you grow. And I think that that's the most important thing to remember as a small business. It sometimes feels like 
like you're alone, but there's so many other small businesses out there that are going to cheer for you. Your customers are cheering for you and rooting for you. So if you're trying to grow your business or you're sort of wondering what the next step is for you, just reach out to another small business owner, reach out to me, reach out to Corey, um, have a quick five minute or 10 minute pump up phone call and you're going to get motivated again. I know that that's something that I struggle with, but when I reach out to people, I always feel so much better because you realize you're not on an island and the fresh frustrations that you have are probably shared with other small business owners as well, or other people. My mom is always my vent person. I always call her and vent and dump so much on her and then she pumps me up and then it's good to go. (laughs) Um, So my tip for other small business owners, I would say is just to reach out, um, engage with your community, um, both your customer community, but also your back end, your business to business community, um, people like Corey and different people that there are to work with. It's just incredible to really have that human connection and interaction and feel like you're making a difference in people's lives in all different platforms. It could be Corey's business or my business, your own business, um, just uplift each other and, and just be a good human is like what I would say is, is one of the secrets to my success, if that's what you want to call it. (laughs) And if you guys want to, thanks. (laughs) If you guys want to follow us, um, my name is Sarah. I'm the owner of Alexander Jane Boutique. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. And then we also have our own app. It's called Alexander Jane free to download. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, again, for for coming on board with us and uh, just telling us about your story. I appreciate it. Yes. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye.